Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna, and I am so glad you're here with me today. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to get out of survival mode in motherhood so you can actually stop and enjoy the process along the way. I used to feel just a huge burden with getting dinner on the table, maintaining our home, picking up the house, and doing all the other motherhood tasks that I felt like I was responsible for. And I felt like I was kind of just a living nanny, managing stuff and not even really enjoying my kids or getting to stop and enjoy the little moments with them. I still loved being a mom and a wife, and I felt so blessed with the life that I got to live, but something just didn't feel right. But when I looked around at all the other moms I knew, my friends that had young kids and other moms when I'd go different places, it kind of looked the same with them too. They talked about how busy and tired they were, how they didn't have time to exercise or do the things they really enjoyed, how they didn't want to have people over because their houses were so messy, and so on and so on and so on. (laughs) Does this sound familiar to you? Are you in this kind of group of moms too, where you're feeling overwhelmed all the time, exhausted, like your house is too messy or you just can't measure up? Because if that's you, there is absolutely no shame in that. But there is hope that you can find space and time to enjoy raising your little people. Before we start talking about a few of the steps you can take to start simplifying and getting out of that survival mode, I want you to know that simple doesn't mean easy. Not every day is going to be smiles and hugs, and you'll still have dirty dishes and laundry and tantrums. But taking these steps will help you live more intentionally, will help you slow down and let go of some of the things that aren't really serving you or your family. So my number one tip or step for you is to stay present. The first area that I want you to start paying attention to is how often your mind is somewhere else than where you are. How often you're planning the next thing instead of enjoying the thing that you're doing. So for example, maybe you're out for the morning letting your child play at a play place and as she plays, you're thinking about what time you're going to leave from there, what you'll have for lunch, how you're going to get her home without her sleeping in the car, and so on and so on. And because of all of this, you miss the whole experience watching her play and explore a new place. Now, I'm certainly not saying that you have to be present for that whole hour that she's playing, and you can't check your phone or make a meal plan real quick or chat with the other moms there. The point is that I want you to pay attention to how much of your life you're missing by planning out the next parts. So it's more about intentionally thinking about what you're thinking about when you're at certain places. Being present doesn't mean that you have to spend every moment not thinking about something else and really focusing on where you are. But if you can stop, slow down a little bit, and really start to realize how much you aren't present, it's going to lift a whole big burden off of you. You're going to start enjoying those little moments because you won't miss them. But this does take some practice. And if you're anything like me, it's going to take quite a bit of time. This has always been really hard for me. I feel best when I'm being really productive, and so slowing down often feels like I'm just kind of being lazy or not doing what I need to do. So if you're like me, here's a couple things you can do to combat this feeling of always having to be on the go and being productive and doing something. The first thing is you can do it in really small increments. So instead of going to a play area with your daughter, like I said in this first example, and 
trying to make sure you're present the whole time, set your phone timer for 10 minutes and be really present for those 10 minutes. Make sure that you have your devoted attention on what's going on there. If 10 minutes is too long, start with five minutes. And then give yourself a little break to write down what's on your mind real quick or um, make that meal list or check your phone or whatever you need to do and then do it again. So starting in these little increments is gonna help you build upon that and be able to be present longer. Another thing you can do is really start planning ahead. So create a plan at the beginning of each week or each day so that you can spend less time thinking about what you're going to do next. Time blocking is my very favorite way to do this. So what time blocking is, is where you block out certain parts of your day or certain parts of your week for specific activities. It's kind of, I always like to explain it like when you were in high school, if you had a block schedule where you were in a certain class for 90 minutes and then another class for 90 minutes and you did those every other day or however, that's that's just like time blocking. You time blocked for those specific classes or the same is true for college. You had your certain classes, certain times of the day and the rest of your day, you kind of had to fit in different things where they would fit. So if you think about that with your household, you can have certain time blocks for managing your house. Maybe that's cleaning or maybe it's putting the dishes away or laundry or doing bills or whatever that might look like for you. You could have time blocks for when you're going to do your work. You can have time blocks for when you're going to exercise, time blocks for when you're going to be making meals, time blocks for when you're playing with your kids. Whatever your season is right now, figure out what kind of time blocks you need. Now, some of those blocks might be figured out for you. Like if you work outside the home and you have certain hours you're supposed to be at the office, then that's already figured out for you. You need to block off that time, and then you can figure out your time blocking other ways wherever, you know, you might have a spare moment either in that day or when you get home or whatever it might be. So it's going to look different for everybody, but I really like the time blocking system because it helps me say, okay, for this hour, I'm going to focus on working, like recording these podcasts like I'm doing right now. And then when that hour is up, I'm going to be devoted to picking up my kids, talking about the day and whatever that might look like. So Time blocking can really help if you're struggling to find kind of a balance or a routine in your day. So that's one way, just planning ahead. I am all about schedules and routines, but I also know that we're not robots and you have to create some downtime too. So if you're time blocking or you're planning, make sure you leave some white space in that schedule for things that come up that you didn't know about or just to allow you to do what feels good at that moment, whether it's with your family or for yourself or whatever that could be, leave some time available there. Now, I do have an awesome time blocking resource for you. If you go to athomewithkids.com forward slash time blocking, you can get that there. I will also put that link in the show notes for this episode. And you can find that by going to athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 44. So you can get that there if you're wondering how to get started with time blocking and what that might look like for you. Go download that now. Now, another thing that you can do to get out of this survival mode, so my second step is to start enjoying the processes that are happening. So for example, rather than seeing cooking meals as a burden, find a way to enjoy the process. 
cutting the carrots and washing whatever you need to wash and getting the dishes out and boiling the water. Think of it as a whole process. Now, in order to really do this, you have to have the time. If you're rushing to figure out what to put on the table and how to squeeze it in between baseball practice and swim lessons, you're never going to be able to enjoy the process. I really like to, when I started doing this, I like to think about it like we were living a hundred years ago and thinking about people then, how slow things went and how truly the cooking process was a process. And I try to slow down just a little bit now because meal times has been a bit hard for me. Um, even staying home and working from home, it can get a little bit overwhelming. So in order to find time, you're going to have to do a couple different things. And I know this through me practicing several different things to figure this out, especially with meals, like I was saying. So one is you've got to look at your schedule and take something else off. If you truly are running from baseball practice to swim lessons with homework in between, picking your kids up, you're going to work yourself, all these things, you can't really find the time in there. There's just not enough of it. So you've got to prioritize your time and take something off your schedule if cooking meals is one of those things that's a priority to you. Now we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. Another thing you can do is plan your meals ahead of time. Make sure you know what you're going to be cooking each night. And that way, if you have a few minutes here and there, you can kind of prep things as you go. Um, not having to think about what am I going to find in my fridge? What can I cook? All the, that stress is taken away so you can truly enjoy the process a little bit more and it gives you more time. You could also have your groceries delivered once per week or once every other week or whatever works for you. That saves you time from going to the grocery store. Um, you do have to probably have your meals planned ahead of time if you're going to take that on so that you know what to order each week and then they can just be delivered at your house. Now, I'm using cooking as an example, like I said, because that is something that I've worked through, but you can do this with anything that feels like a burden to you. Just don't do it all at once. So that's what I, what I said we would talk about in a minute is priorities. You're going to choose one thing to start with that's a priority for you. It might be cooking healthy meals, or it might be having a tidy home, or budgeting, or reading a Bible story before bed every night. Whatever that is to you, be intentional about how you schedule your day to allow more time for that so that you can enjoy the process of it. So if you really want to read your kids a Bible story every night, but you're always nagging them to get through their bedtime routine really fast so that you have enough time to do it, or you're getting to the end of the bedtime routine and realizing it's just too late and telling them, oh, we'll do it tomorrow night. If you really want that to be a priority for you, look at your schedule and shift dinner time, maybe 15 minutes, take something out of your bedtime routine, whatever you need to do to allow yourself a little bit more time so you can enjoy the process of reading the Bible story to them each night. So finding time is a little bit tricky, but if you make one thing a priority, you will shift around other things to make that happen. And then as you do that, you can build on that and you can start adding other things. Besides cooking healthy meals, another area for me was that I really wanted to enjoy and slow down our mornings. So getting our kids out the door in the morning, I just hate rushing out the door. I hate that I was always nagging my kids the whole time. It just didn't feel good. We'd be running to the car. There'd be tears. I'd be in a, you know, a bad mood because I'm rushing them to get them to school on time. And I didn't like that. So this is an area that I had to figure out how to have a little bit more time 
in order to enjoy this process in the morning with my kids. So now we get backpacks and lunches ready the night before, so it saves us a lot of time in the morning. They can have that all ready to go. I make sure all the counters are clear and things are back in their place before I go to bed so that I can start the day feeling fresher. And I get up early so I have time to wake up and get ready before my kids get up. So these are a few things I do. If you want some other ideas, um, there's 10 things I do each night that takes me about 20 minutes. I created a checklist. If you want that, just make sure to go to athomewithkids.com forward slash easy mornings and you can download that checklist for free. So that'll help you if you're kind of not having enough time in the morning and this is an area that you want to prioritize as well. Or just if you're looking for ways to make easier mornings no matter what, this checklist will really help you. So make sure to go there and download that. But that's another thing that I did just to kind of slow down our mornings a little bit and make that a priority. So again, you're choosing the areas in your life that you want to prioritize right now and trying to enjoy the process. You need to find a little bit more time in your schedule so that you can slow down and truly enjoy it. So think about living 100 years ago and what that might have looked like, how these processes truly were part of the family's day and part of just your life. Rather than rushing through them, enjoy them. We have to do it anyway, so you might as well find times and ways to make it more enjoyable. And I like to say too, in the processes, bring your kids in. Let them be involved. Sometimes that's stressful, like with cooking, especially if you have young children, but if they can stir something or they can sit at the counter with you and chat with you while you do it and play with Play-Doh or do homework, however you can involve them so they can see these things happening too, it will only help them as they grow up and it'll give you more quality time so that you're not trying to just shove that into areas that you don't have. Plus, it will keep them from constantly coming up to you saying, mommy, play with me, mommy, do this, and you having to say, one more minute, hold on, not yet, because that never feels good either. So involve them in these processes and enjoy that as family time together. Okay, so the third and final step that I want you to take in order to get out of this survival mode is to allow yourself to let things go. Now, Only you know what these things are, and it may take you some trial and error to really find the right balance for you, but the only way to live simpler than you are right now is to simplify. This may mean letting go of physical clutter so you don't have as much stuff to manage, clean, or clutter up your brain. It might mean letting go of things on your schedule and being very intentional about what you spend your time doing. It might mean letting go of things on your budget so you have a little bit of wiggle room in your wallet and not so much stress there. Or it might mean letting go of some of the mental clutter that you have that's keeping you from living the way you want. Really, all of these things can be cluttering up our minds and our space and keeping us from really being able to enjoy what's happening in our lives. And so if you can clear some of that extra stuff, whether it's in your house or on your schedule or in your budget or in your mind, if you can get rid of that and let go of some of the expectations around that, you're going to find so much more pleasure in your day-to-day things. Plus, you're going to see what's truly important to you, and you're going to be able to spend your time on that and your thoughts on that. So being present and enjoying the process really takes a lot of effort in 
getting rid of excess stuff in our life also. So all three of these things really go together. Um, you can kind of start wherever you want when you're looking at this, but I promise you if you go through all three of these steps, you are going to feel so much lighter, you're going to have space to breathe, and you can finally start seeing what areas of motherhood are really important to me, what do I want to focus on. You can stop comparing yourself to other parents on Instagram or Pinterest and trying to live up to so many standards. You don't have to be the perfect cook with the tidiest house, with kids who know how to read by the time they're three, and all these great educational experiences at your home and craft projects that you can share with your friends. You don't need to do all of that. You need to figure out what's important to you, what's best for your family, and what's best for your well-being, and just prioritize those things. If it's not a priority to you, it's not important to you, then don't do it just because you want to keep up. So that is a lot, and I kind of feel like I went all over the place a little bit in this episode, but this has really been on my mind lately that what is the purpose of even being a minimalist or simple living? And the purpose to me is learning to slow down, not just have like a slow life, but just slow down in the processes slow down in my day-to-day, slow down in my thinking, and really be intentional with the choices that I'm making and the things that I'm striving for and the life I'm giving my kids and my family. So hopefully this has been really beneficial to you. I want to just recap really quick those three things. The first one was staying present, and you're going to really think about when you're present and when you're not, and work on just being present more often. Not thinking about the next steps in our life, but thinking about what's happening right now. So that's number one. Number two was to enjoy the process. Find time to, so that you can slow down and enjoy the processes of all of these things that right now feel like burdens, but hopefully will just feel like part of your rhythm and part of your family time if you slow them down a little bit. And the third one was allowing yourself to let go. Let go of physical clutter, mental clutter, clutter on your budget, and clutter in your schedule. So if you can let go of some of that excess, you're going to feel so much lighter. All right, that is the end of the episode today. Thank you again for listening. It is always so fun to have you here. And I love the comments that we've been getting on iTunes. So if you haven't yet left a rating or review, go on over there and leave one for me because I absolutely love reading those and hearing your feedback. I also love the DMs and the conversations going on over on Instagram. So if you haven't followed me yet, go to at Jenna Arvidson on Instagram and shoot me a DM and say hi. Tell me you listen to the podcast. And I'd love to get some ideas from you for the next episodes. I've gotten several great ones that I'm working on right now with some listeners, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you next week. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.